What's that? Majestically cresting the horizon as it makes its way into port. Why, it's the brand new HyperX Armada monitors, mounts, and arms. Both the HyperX Armada 25 and 27 gaming monitors come bundled with a sturdy HyperX Armada mount and arm. If you need every split second of advantage when gaming, the Full HD Armada 25 and its 240Hz refresh rate are for you. If you like to soak in the graphical majesty of your gaming, you'll be eyeing the Quad HD Armada 27 with an 165Hz refresh rate. Set sale for HyperX.com or Amazon.com to start making your display armada. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, Jeremy. This is some fancy fresh new sunglasses from Gooder. Thank you. They're from Gooder. (laughs) Amazing. 10 out of 10. If you go to gooder.com slash chat and use offer code chat, you can get free shipping on your first order. And we're here to tell you that these are some really good sunglasses. They were kind enough to send us some pairs. And I went ahead and bought myself a couple more pairs after they got here because I was very impressed by them. I got the Spider-Man Promising Young Web Developer. These are white shades with a web pattern along them. And I'm a big Spider-Man fan. They come in these cool, soft glasses bag that's got Spider-Man stuff all over it. It's just a cool I'm very jealous of that thing. soft glasses bag with Spider-Man stuff all over it. They're very neat. They all come with the soft gla- glasses bag, too. So it's not just right. the Spider-Man but, one that gets them. But, I, but I'm jealous of the... I have I have three soft gooder bags. And uh, I'm very jealous of the one that looks like Spider-Man that you have. Because mine... Although very soft and and wonderful, uh, do not have Spider-Man things all over them. What what's your favorite one that you have, Brian? It's the pineapple painkillers. We talked about them the other day. Uh, they are fancy fresh and just uh, it's a good color scheme. I like them. Tiffy has the Au Revoir Gopher, which is like white with pink lenses, and it's pretty cool. That's very very fun. I personally picked up a pair of the side scroll eye roll. Um, I couldn't Ooh. resist the naming convention, and I do absolutely love them. They are my new favorite pair of sunglasses. And then as a resident ginger, I also picked myself up a pair of ginger sole, which do look great with everything. They're just, um, they're very sleek, all black frames, uh, with very, very dark. It feels like they're extra tinted. I don't believe they are, but it feels like they're extra tinted. <laughs> so my little, my sensitive pale eyes, I don't have any issues, like, seeing the blinding sunlight when I do venture out of my, my dark cave. They all have fun names. They're great. They're comfortable. They don't bounce around. They're really lightweight. Uh, I, I said before my partner, she does running. She knew about Gooder beforehand because they're great for people that do active things like biking or running, things like that. Yeah. I was really impressed. Honestly, when they say no slip, they really do mean no slip. I have my regular glasses have little feet on them. They do not stay as well as the Gooder sunglasses do. When I'm walking the dog, I'm constantly like on my phone. And so I just use my phone to push my my glasses back up 
And I don't have to do that with the gooder ones. <laughs> but yeah, they're great sunglasses. They start at $25 each. Go to gooder.com slash chat. Use offer code chat to get free shipping on your first order. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. They'll take care of you. Go to gooder.com slash chat. Use offer code chat. Get free shipping. These are great sunglasses. Thank you very much, Gooder, for supporting us. Chat of the Wild is part of the HyperX Podcast Network. To find out more information and other great shows, go to podcast.hyperx.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chat of the Wild. In this season, we are playing through the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. In our last episode, we came face-to-face with a temple, our first temple here. And in this episode, we are going to walk down into that temple. Now, this was this was something that always stuck with me with this game, is that they you get a cutscene of walking into the down in the temple, and it like it feels heavy, right? Like for whatever reason, it's like you 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 feel different going stepping down underground in here than you do in previous Zelda games. At least you, I do. You, I guess you get that in um in a couple of them in Wind Waker when when you've got your your companion with you, you both kind of walk slowly into the dungeon together. Yeah, that that's true. I guess you get that. Yeah, but but no, I see what you're saying. Hi, <laughs> this is Skyview Temple, and like I said, this is our first one. Um, uh, BC, just check in. You still doing the the button controls? I'm still doing button controls. Right. Uh, I I think I'll switch it. I'll switch it up eventually, but sticking with button controls for now. Uh, when we get down into here, one of the first things that we come across is uh. One of the technical showpieces of this game, spider webs. Uh, spider webs. That you can cut, uh, you know, dynamically, and there there are actual physics in the way that the single strands move and all of that. I mean, they still are like real tight on there it's not like it's going to be like flowing with like wind coming off of you or anything like that like if you run you create a gust right. or anything like it just dangles when you cut one it just interacts with your sword yeah yeah and you if you get too close and i'm constantly just getting too close i'm like all right that's enough space anyways oh nope i'm stuck yeah there's like always one in the corner i don't think this dungeon knows what it wants to be it wants to be annoying, <laughs> is what it wants to be. It doesn't want to be a water temple, but it does want to have some water physics. But then it also wants to be like an ice temple, yeah. and then it, it wants to have a forest temple, because there's forest temple creatures all over the place, and and webs and stuff. And This bu- does buck the trend of what we've seen in previous Zelda temples, dungeons, where they all have sort of a theme, an idea going in to this uh where this one they throw in a lot of stuff and i think in a lot of ways it hurts it because you don't get into a mindset of like okay understand what they want me to be doing here you just come into a new area and then they're like okay do this thing here okay you did that do this thing (laughs) here um like I don't know, what were some some notable things in here without talking about like you know what what are the item that we get in here? But was there was there something that stuck out to you in this dungeon? I mean, just going back to the webs and how 
annoying those could be because it always seems like you've cut enough until you until you touch it until you try and run through uh and there's a couple <laughs> sections where they have uh the sculptulas hanging from the webs yeah or like sometimes they're hanging from the ceiling sometimes they're on a physical web and it took me forever to realize that you can't cut the web around the sculptulas um, <laughs> which, which I wanted to do. Yeah, which is what I was like, oh, I just need to cut it, and then it, it drops off. It's like, no, you actually need to go around it and then murder them from behind, uh, which the other thing is just the way that the sword works and the way you're supposed to kill them when they're hanging from the ceiling is you're supposed to hit them to the side, and then they flip around, and you can see the weak spot on uh-huh. their abdomen. Mm-hmm. But if you hit them weird... Or you're looking at the screen weird, like you're off axis when you're looking at them to swing. They'll just swing towards you, and you keep getting hit by them. (laughs) Oh, no. Yeah. Um, And and I I think the the other standout is the eye puzzles, which... I was hoping you'd bring this up because, you know... Because it's the first big thing we get to is just this stop right here and look up the walkthrough yeah all of us have uh, all three of us have have been through here before and brian maybe you had a had a memory of what happened here nope okay (laughs) bc i want to i want you to walk me through how this interaction worked for you okay so i i walked into the room and there's this the way the puzzle set up is that there is an eye above the door classic and so Zelda, we it's Zelda, we hate eyes. We want to poke them out. <laughs> we mm-hmm. want to shove arrows into them all. Yeah, we want to shove arrows into them. Uh, Especially so, when they close, at, at, like when you get close or far away. You're like, ooh, this eye is like, oh, he, he's, he's, he's got, like, I don't know. He's trying something funny on me. I got I to gotta take care of this eye. Yeah. So the, the first attempt is obviously to shoot the eye. And then you real, I realized it was like closing. And it's like, okay. I need to do something specific. And I like walk down and around and they're like, there's a little plaque that says, Hey, this eye follows pointy objects. And I was like, okay, well maybe I can like hold out my sword and I just have to like jump attack off of the wall. Oh no! But, but I couldn't <laughs> figure out how to do course. that at all. Right. Uh, and then I was like, Oh, I can raise my sword and shoot out a sword beam. Aha. Uh-huh, so see, I spent, <laughs> several minutes trying to figure out oh do i need to sword beam horizontally at an angle am i messing these are all things i uh, you're describing my experiences exactly it's reasonable (laughs) it's reasonable to think this is what you're supposed to do i saw that little that stone on the ground and was like oh thank goodness a friend yeah no it looks at a it looks at a pointy thing. It's like, well, I've been poking out eyes in these games for decades so i need to poke this eye out but all you have to do is swirl yeah. your controller around or your arms. Yeah. How did uh, well, how did you get to this? I want to like I mean. Oh no! I literally looked it up because I was like, yeah. I uh, see. Because then here's what comes in next is that we have our own walkthrough person with us inside, you know, like hanging out with us. Fee, Faye, whatever. Fi, Fee, Fi. No, I'm not going there. Um, has. So I asked her everything I could. Everything. I went through all of her little, you know, drop-down tree menus and just got nothing from her. Uh, I, I was like, what am I supposed to do? I I don't want to look it up, but I've exhausted everything 
I can think of and every resource the game gives me. So there is okay. so there is something that both of you missed in in this room that is very it's 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 easy to not pick up on. And especially because like if say Brian, you're playing this on the original hardware, if you're playing it are you playing it on like an H D TV or using like a CRT I mean, or something? Like like Yeah. I can't I can't feed it through my I mean, I guess if I okay. got the but the yeah, vi- the yeah. visual quality is poor. The thing is, along great. the wall, there are murals of of eyeballs with spirals inside of them. Okay, of course. Mm-hmm. So uh, that was supposed to be like your final. Pay attention hint there. to what the ancient architecture says. You know, I forgot what Navi. I forget that quote from Navi. But nothing else in this dungeon uses stuff on the walls to tell you things it's not like you were we were told to pay attention to the architecture or anything like that right like (laughs) you know you are you are all forgiven for being like i don't know what to do here i only knew this because i have flashbacks of miyamoto on stage like circling his thing around to get people to do stuff like to to get an eye to look somewhere like and that's what i would have done Probably the first time I played through this game because that E three would have been it would have been fresh in, my in mind. your mind, yeah, yeah. For for the good reasons, not the 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 connect connectivity issues they had during that showcase. All right. Uh, <laughs> so it wouldn't be a Zelda dungeon without a special item. Uh, Tika, what's this? What's this new item that we get in here? Uh, the new item is a little beetle guy. Oh, it's cute. He's a beetle. Don't worry. Trust us, it's cute. It's so it cute. Was... It picks stuff up, it flies around, you can use it to hit switches and stuff. And enemies. And run into walls. And run into walls. And run into walls. Speaking of that E3 and what I do remember, and it has been the takeaway, apparently, from all those years ago, is the little beetle guy and it not working correctly on stage. I had only known about this item from... Uh from super smash bros so it was cool oh, was right yeah, yeah oh this is the origin yeah. but why is it just named beetle like it's just beetle you pick it up <laughs> we already beetle. have we already have a beetle a person named beetle mm-hmm. we're also collecting beetles mm-hmm. but this uh-huh. is also just beetle, beetle. <laughs> and then we get a beetle later that's a dung beetle but they don't call it that and they're very coy about it. And I'm just like, Bill, just you're being convoluted for no reason, Bill. <laughs> I think you have um, a beetle in front of you. I think the problem is uh, that someone on this design team was like, you know what I like? Beetles. <laughs> 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 I'm going to put in so many beetles. <laughs> this one is the worst one. It's the most useful beetle, but it's also my least favorite beetle. The, the item? Yeah, it's such a pain to control. It does this weird thing where it... Your trajectory isn't standard. It always levels itself out like you're flying an actual drone. So mm-hmm. if you are going forward and you're going up and you let go, it just automatically levels, levels off and up. goes straight. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. Which is really confusing when you're trying to... Because you can aim it. And so it's like, all right, I'm aiming it to fly up. And you think it's going to go in the direction you're going. Like, you point it, and it does that for, like, two seconds. And then it's just like, whoop. Yep. Um, and then it's like, I am sideways again. Ha ha. We are flying straight. And you're like, no, 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 no. That's not what I wanted. It's in. Incon- you're never sure what you can and cannot hit with it. 
Because, mm-hmm. like, you can hit enemies with it. Like, you can hit a kisk with it. It's not practical, but you can. <laughs> uh, but other things, if you just clip them, like, if you clip a heart uh, piece, it's going to just fall over and return back to you. But you can pick up, like, rupees. So, mm-hmm. um, except for, like, making sharp turns when I need to, which is just the the machine itself doesn't turn very it doesn't have a very sharp turn mm-hmm. to it um on the Wii motion plus it's been mostly okay yeah i like i like controlling it actually with the motion um i think i think it works i, well I just meant like that. on original hardware i haven't really run too into too many problems with it so um yeah, yeah. And i the thing is it's not like playing this on the switch it's with the motion controls for the switch and the joy cons they didn't like redo like how you control. It's still you have like six points. They didn't really have like, to. It's six up. It's still like a six point directional thing in terms of sword slashing. It's still done the exact same way as anything else. Yeah, they didn't have to, so they didn't. <clears throat> and so generally, as long as your uh, Wii Motion Plus isn't just broken, like yeah, mm-hmm. you and I should have sort of the same experience for the motion controls. Yeah, because. Cause it uh, after playing through all of Galaxy, it just and then going back and playing this, I'm just like, no, these the Wii Motion Plus is really what they kind of they found when whenever they found this thing, they're like, this is pretty sufficient. This will work for cheaply for years for us. This kind of technology. So I doubt that they've uploaded or uploaded it. I doubt they've updated it much in the years since. Right. Uh, we come across. Uh another enemy on here. So we did have, we did have a mini boss with the Staphos that was again, just, this is what really made me feel like this game is just a a test. This is just like, it's not like I'm going on an adventure. It's just, okay, I'm holding my arms parallel. So you can only do parallel right now. Okay. They're vertical now. Now do it vertical. And that's all it is with these battles. And I know that there's like, more interesting enemies and bosses later in this game, but this section in particular, we're just being challenged to slice either vertically or horizontally, like consistently. And that's like all they're asking us to do when we're fighting things here so far. Uh, we come across this other like three headed snake thing that also does a similar kind of thing where you have to hit all three at the same time in order to kill it. If you kill, if you only get two of the three heads in one sli- in one swipe, they all come back again, and then they lunge at you and attack you or whatever. Mm. And it's just, it's boring, right? Like they they made a more they made a more interesting mechanic in terms of like how we interact with the game, how we do sword fighting and all that stuff. But then they just made it boring tests the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that like three scald like worm thing i killed on the first strike (laughs) so i was like okay i guess i'm locked in this thing and it was supposed to be a fight but i killed it in two seconds and now the room's unlocked so yeah because if you let it go that fight go on a little bit more you like it will move its heads into like it'll it'll move them around so you can swing way too early and hit two of them before it sets it into position but Right off the bat, like, yeah, uh, you can just get a pattern that's easy and boop, 
done. Right. Uh, I did want to bring up one more thing uh, with the fighting, and that is with the uh, Sculptulas. I actually like the fact that they intentionally gave you basically like three different ways to fight them throughout this, where you have ones that are hanging really high up in the ceiling that you can use the beetle to snip their um, their. Oh, web. for the the babas. Um, and no, you do you do it for the babas as well, though. Oh, mm-hmm. okay. But uh, with oh, them, the you... the 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 spiders. Sorry, yes. yes. Um, um, they they will fall down, and then if you get, you can run up to them, and you can do the deadly strike on them. Uh, you do have the ones where you have to hit them, like uh, BC was talking about, where they swing like a pendulum, and then you can spin around and get them. But then you also have like sort of a one on one face to face battle with them, and this is where like when you when you figure out how you're supposed to do that because they are basically armored everywhere except for their underside. And so the question is, how do you get Mm -hmm. to their underside? And you can do that by flipping them. And you do that by using your sword going from down to up near them. And that flips them on their back. And then you can do a deadly strike to take them out that way. Is that what I did? Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Because I I didn't know how, how I did that. So, okay, cool. That's that's awesome. I like that. Yeah, they exactly. Around like, and they flail all their legs in the air and they get all creepy. Gross. Yeah. <laughs> <I hate it. laughs> um I I um I'm fine with the like the Stalfos doing the like the sword guarding thing if they then punished you in some way for messing it up and and maybe they don't even really have to punish you, but if you hit them, a lot of the enemies in this game, if you hit them, you will, like, reset their animation or their cycle or whatever attack they're about to go into. And you can basically just infinitely have a standoff with these guys because they're never going to get past whatever guarding motion they start off in before they go in for an attack. The, the stuff was, and I think, just, did yeah. have a counter if you hit him wrong, but it was pretty easy to avoid. And I know for yeah. the Babas that switch between horizontal and vertical, I eventually yeah. was just like, okay, I'm just going to slash up every time. And yeah. if if I'm wrong, <laughs> it just resets it and I'll eventually kill you. Yeah, yeah. I got time. Yeah. I can do this. Uh, Tegan, before we uh, get to the, the boss of this, were there any other parts of this dungeon you wanted to bring up that stood out to you? Um, Not really. This dungeon is very much like a tutorial dungeon without tutorializing any one thing, which mm-hmm. I think is the part that makes it feel like it's a salad, but not a very good salad. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> like they're trying yeah. to teach you so many mechanics at once without really allowing you the time to, like, perfect any of them, you know? No, that, that yeah. makes a lot of sense. So. I mean, there's there's a lot to teach here, I, I guess, with just the medium that they're expecting from you. Um, so, yeah. Because, I, like, I think Twilight Princess, its first dungeon, does some teaching and mm-hmm. stuff like that, but ended up being one of my favorite dungeons from that game. Um just with the kind of and there was a little bit of openness to this one um that first b- 
big room you step in has a bunch of different little winding paths to them. Right. And, mm-hmm. uh, like, spaces to check out, which was kind of cool, but you still had to go to the one side and then to the other to mm-hmm. to move on through to the middle again. But, yeah. And this, this dungeon also does introduce, like, another new thing for this game in particular in the boss key specifically. Mm-hmm. Where it's not just, mm-hmm. this is a key, and then you walk up to the door and you stick it in. It's like... This also is a 3D puzzle. Ha ha. <laughs> Motion controls. Motion control to... yourself to turn and then get it the right shape so it slides into the door. And I was like, nah, I hate this. <laughs> yeah. I I forgot to come up with a funny name for it because I was mad at it <laughs> the whole time. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it's not even a fun puzzle, right? It's not a clever puzzle. It's not like, you know, you know, oh, I've got different pieces and they fit together and they could be different things. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It's just spin the thing around and eventually it glows too. So it's not even like, oh, yeah. it's is this going to work? No, it doesn't. It's just like, yeah, here it is. Go, you know. See you later. Like and I'm good. like, uh, okay, bye, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that was an experience. <laughs> Yeah, I love the idea. You open up the treasure chest for it, and Link like holds it up in the air. And he's just like, "It's a key," and you're like, "You're sure about that? <laughs> you're sure it's not?" You totally just, like... can tell it's a key from that, like it, from the chest right. because this of the is... chest it was in. We could tell it was a key. Okay, I was gonna be like, "This is something my 3D printer made when the file was corrupted." <laughs> it's just <laughs> this random shape. <laughs> I feel like um, this is gonna be a thing similar to was it Phantom Hourglass, where we had the whole mechanic of. You pick up the boss key and you have to transport it back to the actual boss door and don't drop mm-hmm. it. But it wasn't until three quarters of the way into the game where we actually had to do something engaging mm-hmm. with the yeah. boss key or, or challenging sort of really around us. It was. Yeah. Um, and, and so, OK, you have this thing rotated around for five seconds. I hope it's not just that every time. <laughs> like where's what's the progress that's a good point what's the progression from here like where could we see this going somewhere that isn't just awful i i love the term that <laughs> tegan used of salad because i feel like that's what this game is going to I, be beginning i just to meant end. the key that's what i'm saying i think the key is gonna stay this boring little thing that we find and it's gonna be just this <sighs> this distraction for five seconds every single time that doesn't ever feel satisfying but that's... we're gonna put it in there Right. Okay, like, so it's like the the one cherry tomato that got put on at the end. Right. Yeah. It's like, like oh yeah. Right, thanks. I guess right. I get one mouthful of tomato. <laughs> We're gonna take a quick break. When we get back, we are gonna see what's waiting for us on the other side of this door. Hi everybody. My name's Tegan Somerset. I'm Rocky Hardy, and I'm Brian Cartwright, and we are Impossible Coin, a podcast about video games. Join us every other week as we discuss gaming news. Did you know he tried to smuggle a hundred thousand dollars across the Canadian border? Genre differences. Sometimes it's your turn to press the button, and sometimes it's your turn to block. And deep lore. I have spent so long on this, Brian. You can't do this to me. We will sell you nothing and solve none of your problems, but we sure are fun. Impossible Coin, a podcast about video games. See you on Thursdays. Thursdays! <laughs> Superhero stuff you should know. Go deeper than you've gone before into your favorite comic book films, storylines, and characters. Superhero stuff you should know. I'm part of the HyperX Podcast Network. <laughs> 
Alan, Stephen, and Mark, hosts of Nice Games Club, the show where nice game devs talk gaming and game development. Topics include programming, design, tools, and more. We also do interviews and one-hour game jams. Listen to Nice Games Club wherever you get to your wherever you get to your podcast. You get there, <laughs> or at nicegames.club. Hello, fans. As part of the HyperX Podcast Network, we're letting you know that this year is HyperX's 20th birthday. To celebrate, they're offering some great deals on their award-winning gaming gear. If you're in the market for a new headset, a new microphone, blue light blocking eyewear, or any other number of other high-quality other HyperX products, head on over to HyperX20.com to check out all the birthday deals. Once again, check out the HyperX 20th birthday party sale over at HyperX.com. We are back. We are on the other side of this boss door. And uh, oddly enough, like, there wasn't a boss waiting for us necessarily. Like, I mean, there was a guy. We're going to have a boss battle here. But it wasn't like a creature that was sitting here. Uh, we mm-hmm. were told that Zelda was on the other side of this door. You know, Fi kept Well, we've saying, been told that like a million times. And we're going to be so far. We're going to get told that a million times more. Uh, yeah. This this game it shouldn't have been called The Legend of Zelda. It should have been called In the Search of Zelda or something like that. Uh, Zelda's missing. Yeah, Zelda <laughs> is missing. That's what they should have just called it. <laughs> The Legend of Zelda is missing. Yeah. Yes. It's like chasing no, just, no. It's like chasing Godot or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> Waiting for Godot. Yeah, exactly. Waiting for Godot. <laughs> Trying to find Zelda. Yeah. So this should have had like a Resident Evil 1 to Resident Evil 1 or 2. Well, I guess all of them basically. Like second quest. Like we should have gotten to play whatever she was doing this whole time. Oh, that I would actually be kind of cool. That's what I thought. Like we were gonna get something like that. It just seemed like they kept setting it up. Tegan and myself. Otherwise, no comments. Just... <laughs> Otherwise, you're just getting told like over and over again. Oh yeah, your rival was just here. He beat the crap out of the gym leader and got the badge. Oh well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but we do meet a new character. We did see his feet earlier, and now we can see the rest of his fantastic Ooh. self. And uh, this is Girahim. At least that's how I pronounce it, Brian. Yeah, that's it. Okay, I, maybe I don't know if that's something. Maybe because you'd heard the name said before, possibly by me. I mean, at past. this point, you know, most of the things, the big stuff, yeah, like we have the internet. So uh, by this point, so a lot of the stuff you you hear the way people say it or yeah. how they're saying it or whatever. Tegan, do you do you say it differently? No, I'm also on Team Girahim. All right, BZ. I mean, I I didn't even really pronounce it in my head, but uh, Gearheim sounds good. Gearheim, Gearheim, yeah. Okay, I've always said it that way. I so few people I had heard actually like talking over the years about this game, so I didn't. I did not hear this name that often. But uh, yeah, Tegan. Anytime we get some new name like this, we do have to pause (laughs) and just be like, everyone pronounce it. Everyone say the name. How How was it said on your playground? Um, Amazing. Tegan, why don't you go ahead and intro- introduce Girahim to us here? Girahim, uh, how, how do we meet him? Uh, he's a pervert. 
True, true. Uh, yeah. Cocoa, he just knows what he likes. Yeah, right? he knows exactly what he likes. And he likes right. blonde boys in green tunics. Um, <laughs> he, mm. he, Don't uh, we all? He threatens, I mean, that's why we're here. Right, exactly. He threatens you, and then he teleports behind you, and he does this snake tongue thing. Oh, very sensual, very gross. Uh, and then you I, had to push, <laughs> I had to put my Wii down for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> for, for the anime fans out there, Girahim is essentially Hisoka from Hunter Hunter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, to a T, especially the part about being too interested in he's in a, tiny protagonist boys. He's in a so. very excellent, uh, like diamond patterned uh, unitard that does mm-hmm. show the correct amount of skin. You know, mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Um, he's got like the big anime antagonist one eye bang thing going on and he does oh, have yeah. his own like magic effect which is new um for this this sort of situation where whenever he disappears it's in a diamond pattern which is yeah. fun <laughs> he loves them diamonds he does have a giant crystal say. earring mm-hmm. as well i you can i kept thinking i was like i wonder if i those. use my slingshot and just hit that earring if that'll like it'll turn red and then that's how I kill him. <laughs> oh, that would have been fun. That would have been a good mechanic. As I say, uh, shout outs to our friends, but then I realized Tegan, you're also friends with them. Shout outs to our mutual friends over at the Spirit Hunters. Mutual friends at the Spirit Hunters. Hello. Yes. Um, but yeah, so Girahim shows up and it just lays it all out. Just like, yeah, I'm a villain. I'm after Zelda. What's up? I'm I'm How here. I'm here to awaken ultimate evil. What what are this, you doing? This here, is my boy? spot. <laughs> Yeah, why are I'm you down here? here. I'm the king of this land. You can call me the demon king if you want. Please do. Please. God. And uh I don't know. I'm just here to stop whatever this this nonsense is. Yeah. He thought uh, we'd be dead by now. So. <laughs> yeah. He's like, whatever the divine maiden is doing, like, eh. We're not gonna so, handle we're not gonna worry about it. <laughs> I'm a uh, get- how are you doing? So how are you doing? Right. How are you doing? <laughs> Getting into the actual battle here. I hate this. I hate it so much. Oh, no. It's- um, okay. I, you I don't want to fight a Power like- Ranger? It's the, the actual mechanics of it are just... I, I I had the same problem when I played this game when it first came out, and I still have the same problem now. I don't know what I'm supposed to do against him. Okay. Mm. I don't have that problem anymore because now I have three other people to talk to <laughs> who also just went through it because back then I had no idea what I was doing right or doing wrong. And I know for a fact that I had no one to talk to about this game at the time. So I'm interested in hearing BC, how sorry. you do this with the, with the button controls. Um, so with the button controls, this is a literal nightmare uh, because I have <laughs> no idea. It, th- I, like Brian said earlier, I went through all the options that fee, fi, fo, or fum, whatever, um, mm. had as far as tell me more information about this enemy and what I'm supposed to do. And she's just like, you want to strike opposite his hand. It looks like he's following your sword. And I just say... His hand looks like it's doing the same thing every single time. Every now and then it's off to the side a little bit. But for the most part, it's like in the middle. Like maybe his hand has a strike zone and it, and it stops at the middle of his body. And I just 
I can't see it or whatever. And like when he's holding it in the middle, that means it that his that side's wide open or I don't know, man. I don't know. I just I've Tegan. never known. Tegan, do you have any <laughs> secrets to reveal for us? Yes, I do. Ironically. What you oh, do boy. is you approach him with your sword way out to one side. I turned on motion controls for this fight. Um, because other it's a nightmare with the buttons only. Um, you hold your sword out real far to one side, right? And you approach him, and his arm, his two fingers, will be out the same direction as your sword. And when you get too close for him to change directions quickly, you pull your sword in and then slash it sideways. That's it. That's all you gotta do. That's what I was trying to do. You just go but real quick. It didn't seem to it. be working. <laughs> yeah, it's just or 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 the the quickness of my motion triggers a strike that I don't want, which has always been the problem oh, with no. the Wii yeah. going back as yeah. far as like um Twilight Princess or Red Steel mm-hmm. or something like that is trying to like set up something and then it just swings when I don't want it to. So my, and so, yeah. my favorite one to do is to get it, like, um, put the sword up as though I were doing a goddess strike, because um, then his hand yeah. will be up, and then when you get real close, you can do a side slash, and his arm will stay up Okay, for, like, an extra second as you adjust but that's really it. That's really it. All you got to do is just try and out outmaneuver his hand. Otherwise, and, like, if he I... catches it in his two fingers. Which um, I want to say... Just, that is He's very badass. Oh, it's such that a power cool. move. He will take your sword from you, look at it, and then just being like, oh, this this dumb thing. And then he just throws it back at you, and it's just on the ground. And you have to go and pick it up like a fool. Oh, God. The first so, time that happened, I freaked out. I was like, why can he touch it? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I think this battle highlights one of the things I've struggled with, particularly with the button controls, is that it eschews the the typical twin stick approach of, you know, one stick is looking around. So since the right stick is dedicated to the sword, managing where your camera is and where you're looking is kind of a hassle. And mm-hmm. that is also a super important part of interacting with enemies in this game because you have to look at how they're holding their hands, how they're holding items. Mm-hmm. When mm-hmm. he throws the sword, you have to look around to actually see where he threw the sword. You can eventually mm-hmm. he'll walk toward it and you can follow him. But because of how the controls are set up, it makes looking around at your environment a huge hassle. And then mm. going back to <laughs> Jeremy's comment about, you know, all around you, there's these things on the wall that have like that have illustrations for what you're supposed to do. Well, if the camera pans over to this eye on the wall or pans over to the platform where it's like it wants you to stand, I'm not going to look yeah. at the walls because it's so much work to go around and change my view to look at the side of the room. Yeah. There, there's a lot of auto camera in here and hey coming off of okami where even though that did let us use uh a, a control stick to control the camera the camera itself was would override that constantly mm-hmm. but yeah there there is a lot of that like when when i pull my net out uh it just does not want to give me anything that would even approach being a useful camera angle <laughs> it just like stares at the ground like 
you're here for to net the ground, right? And unless I'm targeting a bug, um, it's an awful angle to look at. Right. Uh, so with Garahim, he has he has multiple phases. Um, at one point, he he throws his cloak off and pulls up a sword, and then he starts. This is where it's a lot more clear, right? Because he put you can see his sword at different yeah. points, right? Like mm-hmm. you you have a better idea of it then. Um, so that is like really clear and like okay, do your slashes there and all that. Um, he eventually he also does the, the shoots like the a bunch of crap at us in like a straight line and I could never time it correctly to to hit all of them. Oh, I just dodged it every time. Yeah, I just you can just dodge it. You don't have to hit those back. It's helpful, oh, but you don't have to. It's not required. Yeah, but I could never make it like because if I if you didn't hit, I'm assuming you have to hit all of them in order for it to do anything. Which I was never able to do. So you you can assume that. I don't think anyone's here. Anyone here will be able to confirm it for you. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> I just <right>. rolled. <laughs> yeah. Um. He also has just like a lunge attack that he he really tell like he really it's like devastating. Tele- yeah, he really shows that though. Like it like he's like all right, I'm I'm crouching down. Here we go. I'm running at you. And then like I never got hit by that either. I was just like yeah, I, roll out of the way, man. Oh, I got hit by I that dodged out of times. That. Oh god, really? it, it hurts okay. so much. <laughs> oh yeah, it's it's devastating. Like I I was able to avoid it plenty of times, but sometimes no and. And but it was one of the few things I knew for a fact, like I could get away from. Mm-hmm. But I was also hoping that I could then turn that into points, you know, like I could get it and hit him, but it never really worked. But after we do that enough, he uh, he leaves. He says he's bored with all this. He's he says like Zelda's not even here yeah, it anymore. Took a half an hour. I'd I'd be bored too. <laughs> But he points out that like Zelda, Zelda's energy is no longer here, so she must have moved on. He's ready to leave. Yeah, it's been a half an hour. I'm sure I would have moved on too. <laughs> so we we finish Girahim, uh, at least the battle with him. He leaves, and we go out and we see this like beautiful oasis looking thing with a with a shrine out there that we can go up to and do our our skyward uh, beam towards. And then we get we get a cutscene where uh, Phi goes and says that she is translating uh, a message from the gods for us. That what what do we got? BC what? Yeah, she's translating a message from the gods and then running around full speed ice skating. Yeah, instead of yeah, yeah, it's like can you just talk to me? Do you have to do this? Here's the thing. I'm pretty sure she is supposed to be singing right now. I think that's the. I think the the implication is that she, this is a song, uh, that she is like, or, or at least a a poem sort of thing. Like, and there there's like something to it it's about interpretive. Like, yeah, the, it, it there there's there's meant to be art to what she is doing here. They, they, it's not the, two de- di- different things where she's like, oh, I've got a message for you. Anyway, I want to go skating. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I don't know if this voicemail from the gods n- needs an interpretive <laughs> dance. I don't know if it necessitates that, but uh, and we all know it, it, we all know where we are now, right? We know where we are in this particular location. The Deku tree. <laughs> can I Lay say? It on can I say? Can I say we're in the spring of courage? It's the spring oh, of courage, breath of the wild. It's the yeah, exact this same is... location, the exact same pillar placement, the whole thing. This is the spring of courage. Ah, oh, it's so cool. <laughs> I love it so much. It is in the same place. 
I will provide for you for the chat a, <laughs> uh, a side by side of the locales. No, she's got, she's got I already listeners. No, it's it's. Um, uh, I see it's it. It's right oh, there. You. It's the spring of courage. Oh, it's so good. I love it so much. <laughs> yeah. Um. This is why when I was on for the, like the Breath of the Wild thing, I was like, I can't talk about anything because you guys haven't played Skyward Sword yet. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that that's you know we're we're gonna see more of that. We already mentioned that at the beginning when we had the goddess uh, statue in, mm-hmm. in Skyloft about how it looked I, the same as the as the one in or the the we see a few of those in Breath of the Wild, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. if I asked it on the show or if I just asked you at some point during it may be on the show during the Breath of the Wild season, but I was like, is there anything? crazy you've seen in the story of breath of the wild so far that tells me hey they're pulling crap out of skyward sword that you're not gonna pick up on do i need to stop and go play skyward sword and you're like other than the you've seen the the giant goddess statue right and i was like yeah and you're like other than that i don't really i can't think of anything so yeah that's uh mouth like mm -hmm. (laughs) god (laughs) Now Have you I'm looked just, at the entire oh, map? Have you overlaid the maps together? Yes. <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. But Let's... I stay away from Skyward Sword stuff, so. Yeah. Anyway. Man. All right. It's going to be right. so important. It's going to be so important That's for Breath so of the cool. Wild 2. When I say it's so important for Breath of the Wild 2, I am not exaggerating. <laughs> Mm. So, uh, back to what Fi is telling us. She says that this is a message from the gods of saying that the the princess that fell from the sky is currently uh, going to these different shrines and, and blessing them as is, like, necessary for what is transpiring here. And that's where we get the information that she has moved on to the Elden Volcano. And so that's where we're told, like, okay, here's here's the ruby stone that is another stone slab that we can go and take back to Skyloft to give Air, us a new location. Your princess is in another temple. Mm-hmm. Basically, yes. Um, Time to go get the Elden Ring. Yes. Right, exactly. Um, yep. Uh, and yeah, we'll uh, yeah. Before we end the episode, we'll uh, we'll we'll jump back up into the sky for a minute because there there's still some things that we we have in here that are that we haven't talked about. Um, there is the, the pumpkin place that you can go to the lumpy pumpkin. Do you all go to there? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, now, I went there first and, and messed it up and then I, I went there again cause they had a chest. So yeah, they, they really baited us there because they hid a heart piece up on the chandelier and you're like, well, I got to figure out how to get to that chandelier. Yeah. And the, you only have so many things that you're allowed to do inside of a, a house because you're not allowed to use your items or your weapons. And so all that's really left to do is just sort of like throw yourself at the wall, (laughs) which which just causes the chandelier to come crashing down on the main table, freaking everybody out. And the owner's like, you get down here right now. And you're like, I'm away. Oh wait, here's a heart piece. Sorry. I go pick this up real quick. Anyways, you were saying, let me, uh, let me help you clean up a bit. It was like, uh, your punishment is a new quest line. They're like, Oh darn. Oh no, more (laughs) things to do. However, will I survive? Before I start this big Goron Sword esque quest line, is it worth it? Uh, I don't remember off the top of my head. I just like because the the we're, we'll get into another thing too that I think this ties into it. Um, did you guys talk to the monster of Skyloft? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think that's okay. 
That's an adorable character. Oh, yeah. So uh, yeah. As soon as I, I had forgotten about him until I saw him, and then when I did, I was like, oh, how could I forget about my best friend? What, what's, what happened? Right. Uh, a little girl gets kidnapped at Skyloft, and then you're investigating it. You come across the... You, you have to, like, solve this little puzzle at the graveyard that opens a door that takes you underneath Skyloft to this rickety old house, like, stuck into the walls. And before you get in there, you hear a scream, and then I you mean, go in... Like a- it's got like a RE4 uh, scaffolding leading to it. Sure, yeah. Um, but Which you, do- you can't jump off and hop onto your bird for some reason. Nope. It makes me angry. No, we've said this before. You're only allowed to hop off on your bird on designated platforms. Well, it's a, it's a crappy little platform. I figured it would suffice. <laughs> uh, but we get into there and you see this just like towering creature. Um, and I don't think I ever picked up on this in the original like you can see his eyes like his eyes are these tiny little beads like real close together uh but his he has this like i don't know almost like plumage or color on his face that make it look like they're giant yellow eyes uh but really he's just got these <laughs> tiny little right. ones mm-hmm. um you get a little fight scene where he turns around and you just and it, you pull your sword out you hit him and he's immediately like oh stop please <laughs> I put my sword away. I was like, friend. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How are you? Yeah. They make you swing on him. It's kind of sad because if you talk to the little girl before you do it, she's like, why are you so upset? Did something scare you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he explains to us the meaning of gratitude and opens up a whole new quest line where we will get opportunities to help people out and they will give us um the these these are the the mario the little medallions from uh from minish cap basically well no but the 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 actual currency oh. is the uh mario galaxy little star things mm-hmm. oh. star bits they're, they're the star, star bits. bits yeah which oh is and the weird. star fragments um in uh breath of the wild sort of like the that the hasn't top, happened the... yet doesn't count okay fine fine <laughs> fine fine fine, fine. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so we will be getting this currency and every time we get so much of it, we can go check in with him. I believe the first thing he gives us is a bigger wallet. Mm-hmm. If we go there, there's one where you go out there and after you, after you meet him and do all that, you go back to the mother. Um, the mother thanks you, gives you that. You oh, go back to him. Thank he you. gives you, he gives you a bigger wallet. Um, or well, like, okay, so there's, there are bigger wallets and then there are wallet expansions. This is another thing I got to talk about in this game that I well, don't well, like. Well, yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot to to get to with that. Yeah. So I think he gives you either an expansion or a bigger wallet. I can't remember which one. He gives you the the wallet that lets you hold five hundred. So that's just the bigger wallet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then, but then you can have a plus expansion on on your wallet. Uh, if you go back out, you do get another prompt for someone else that you can go and help their sister out because their mm. bird had uh it had gotten sick on an island and you go back and forth you do that you get some more then you get a heart piece for that uh mushroom so, spores mm-hmm. really effective on um giant whatever birds. happened to that skyloft yes the loft wing sorry uh we also I, we can bring it up i don't think it's really important there is a chopping mini game that you can find there's like a bamboo forest oh, yeah. island it's rigged that you have to swipe as fast as you can 
And it's just like the thing is, you only get material from it. So if you want to like try to collect, and it's 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 a lottery each time. So it's not like you're consistently getting the same things. It's not an effective way to do it. If you find, he, it, and he makes you stand like twelve feet away from it. Um, well, whereas whereas <laughs> like I walked into the room and saw a giant, you know, bamboo shoot and was like, oh cool, and like thwacked it down forty times on its way down because i got to stand right next to it and he's like no you have to stand over here across the room and then try and hit it Mm. okay sure uh but yeah i don't know i can't think of anything else up here to bring up at this moment there's still like a, a mini game that hasn't opened up yet so maybe we'll talk about it in not the next episode but the episode after that maybe anything else cool that's, I think, everything you can do right now if you didn't get all of the um, goddess cubes in the forest. Right. Because otherwise right. Which... you're, just, you're just filling out goddess cubes, which mostly have rupees in them and sometimes have other stuff. But, like, it's... The stuff in the goddess cubes isn't, like, the most useful, so... That's good to know because I forgot that goddess cubes were a thing. <laughs> and then I was like, what's up with these weird blocks? And then I remembered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I got one of the treasure chests had like 300 rupees in it. One of them had yeah. another uh, expansion slot, which I need to talk about for a second because I didn't realize you can buy a, a, a satchel for your seeds, mm-hmm. but you could also buy multiple satchels for your seeds and those take up inventory slots. Mm-hmm. And so mm. you can all you can upgrade those satchels, but those still take up space. And mm-hmm. so, like, you, I had two satchels in my inventory, and I had a thing where it was just like, oh, you don't have room for this. I got, like, a medallion, finally. I got my first medallion that you also nah. have to hold in your inventory space. But I'm fine with that if it's, like, something more useful. And so I had to go and take it back. You got to go back to town. And go to the bazaar, which I, I do love the bazaar, so I'm not complaining about that. But- no, 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 no. And this you- is all fine. You, you still, <laughs> But you got to go back, and you got to... Shuffle your stuff you around. Go back and you gotta talk to your girlfriend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you talk to your girlfriend. It's so weird. And ask her to hold your stuff. That's such a it's such a weird question you get prompted on there. Where she's just she's just bored and she's just like, Oh, are you here because you like me? And then if you're like, like, Yes. Yeah, and yes, I am. And then she's like, Shut up. Anyways. She's like, time no. to work. <laughs> She's like, no, you're no. not. And then, like, but the more you talk to her, the more she's like, maybe he does like me. It's very cute. I think she's very cute. Mm-hmm. I love Patrice. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Um, nah. um, yeah, again, great, great voices. Um, yeah, I love the blacksmith's voice. Thank you. Thank you. Anyways, uh, we will wrap up this episode here. For the next episode, we are getting to the entrance of the next temple. It's going to be real obvious. You get up there. You got to find parts of keys at the end. Get the get the five parts keys? and then go ahead and say. I mean, I've been no. slashing those in half all the time. <laughs> yeah. all, all day. Now stitch them back together and shove them into a keyhole. Ooh, uh, a keyhole. <laughs> a keyhole. Uh, but go do all that. Explore the Elden Volcano. Uh, get another item and some get other some cool stuff. Beetles. Collect some dung beetles or whatever Bill called them in this. And then we will meet back here and talk about it on Chat of the Wild.
crunching the salad. <laughs> you, you deign to besmirch the name of the water chestnut. Water chestnuts are superior. Dude, in stir fry. Am I the odd one here, BC? Where do you sit on this? I enjoy water chestnuts. Okay, I'm the yeah. odd one here. I I hate them. I think they I'll don't say, like, they if, don't if you, taste like anything. They're just this weird wet crunch. Mm. That's not even a satisfying mm. crunch. That's what I'm saying. You put it in a good stir fry. It, it's uh, mm. yeah. Ima- imagine if a crunch could also be squishy. That's water chestnuts, I, baby. I think there there are better things to add crunch to a salad than a water chestnut. Absolutely. So I, I'm I'm there with you on that one. Um. Anyway. Anyway. All right. 